Chapter Seven of Neddy and Becky's Tab Tale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Abrenica, World Audiobook Podcast. Neddy and Becky's Tab Tale by Howard R. Garris. Chapter Seven. Neddy and Becky climb a pole. When Neddy and Becky Stubtail, the two little bear children, had run away from home, as I told you in the story before this one, and had come to the woods where they heard the horn blowing, they didn't know just what to do. That, said Becky, as she held her doll, Mary Ann Pudding Stick clothespin, tightly in her arms, that surely must be the kind man who has the trained bear with a ring in his nose. Now we are safe and we will get many good things to eat, Neddy. We had better take a peep before we run out from behind this bush, said Neddy, slow and careful like. Perhaps it is some other man with a horn trying to fool us. You know the bear children had met in the woods one day, a nice kind trained bear, and with him was a man called the professor, who led the bear around by a rope fast to a ring in the bear's nose and the trained bear did tricks such as turning somersaults and standing on his head while the man collected in his hat pennies that people toast to him the trained bear invited neddy to travel around with him promising that he would have popcorn and other good things to eat but at first neddy was afraid of the man with a brass horn so he ran home but the more neddy thought of it more he wanted to run away and become a traveling trained bear. So he got his sister Becky to go with him, and away they ran in the evening, leaving their home and their papa and mama, and Aunt Fifi, the fat bear lady, and Uncle Wigwag and Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear, and all their friends. Then they came to the woods and heard the brass trumpet blowing, as I have told you. Can you see anything? asked Becky as she looked over her brother's head while he was peering through the holes in a bramble bush. Not yet, answered Neddy. Just then, there came another blast on the brass trumpet, and Neddy cried, Oh, yes, there he is. And then Becky saw the tame bear with a ring in his nose, instead of in an ear where some ladies wear theirs, and with the tame bear was the man with a long pole. Now, George the man was saying, I guess we'll go to sleep, and in the morning we'll do some more tricks and get more pennies. Whoopla! There's your supper, George. I guess it's time for us to run out now, said Neddy to his sister, when he heard the word supper. Yes, said Becky, I guess it is. You see, it was really after supper time, and Becky and Neddy had eaten theirs before they ran away from home. But running away makes you hungry. Whether you had supper or not, I suppose. Out ran the two bear children, and Becky especially was very glad they had found the tame bear. For it was getting real late, and though the moon was shining brightly, still she wanted company. Hello, what's this? cried the man with the pole, as he saw Neddy and Becky running toward him. More bears! Are they going to bite me? Oh no! quickly answered the trained bear. I know who they are. One of them is a friend of mine, whom I met in the woods the other day. 
I invited him to come with me, and I see he has brought his sister. Perhaps you would like to train them to do tricks. Huh, I think I would, said the man. They might do tricks very nicely with you. I'll have a regular bear family. And he pulled some pieces of dried bread out of a bag on his arm, and taking some himself, he gave the rest to the trained bear. If you please, said Neddy, making a polite bow, so low that his little tail almost pointed to the sky. If you please, did we hear you mention supper? You did, answered the man. It is supper time for me and George, rather late. It is true, but still supper time. My bear's name is George, he added. Eat your supper, George. I am eating it, said the trained bear, speaking in his own language, which the man understood and spoke also. Not many men can speak bear language, but this one could, because his head was all bear. He was a bald-headed man, and they can mostly always speak a bear language. But what about something eat for us? asked Becky. Yes, added Neddy. We're hungry, and you know, George, he said, speaking to the trained bear. You said something about popcorn and cake and lollipops? I know I did, answered the trained bear, sort of confused-like and puzzled as he ate his dried bread. But I didn't mean I had popcorn every day. I should say not, exclaimed the man, whose name was Professor. The idea! I'd soon be in the poorhouse if I gave George popcorn every day. That's only for Thanksgiving or Christmas, or the like. But you are welcome to some dried bread. Then he gave Neddy and Becky some bread from the bag, and the two bear children had to take it. They did not like it very much, but it was the best they could get. And they were hungry. Running away isn't as nice as staying home, whispered Becky to her brother after she had put her doll to sleep under some dried leaves. Oh, well, it will be nice tomorrow, spoke Nettie. And anyhow, it will be Thanksgiving in a couple of days, and then we'll have plenty of good things to eat. I wonder where we will sleep, went on Becky. I don't see any nice cave house such as we have at home. I should say not, cried Nettie. You don't live in a house after you've run away. The idea. We'll live out of doors and we won't have to wash our faces and paws when we don't want to. I never mind doing that, anyhow, said Becky, who was a very clean little bear. Well, Neddy and Becky finished their dried bread and they wished they had some buns or maybe even some ice cream, for all I know, and then the man said, Well, it is not so very late. And there is a nice moon, so I think I will see if you little new bears can do any tricks. Come now, climb that pole. And he pointed to a telegraph pole growing in the woods. Oh, we can't climb that, said Neddy quickly. Why not? asked the man with the bald head. You must climb it if you are to be tricked trained bears. Why, the pole is too smooth and slippery, said Becky. It has no branches sticking out to take hold of, as a tree has. Pooh, that's nothing. George can climb the pole, said his master. Show them out, George. All right, professor, said George, free and easy like. And up the pole he went like a jumping jack on a string. Then Neddy tried it, but he slipped back and so did Becky. They had not yet learned how to trick their claws in the smooth telegraph pole and hold on. 
I'm afraid you'll never be trick bear, said the professor. I must teach you to climb a pole. We'll try it again tomorrow. But Nettie and Becky did not wait until next day. All of a sudden, out from under a bush, came the biggest killery scalery alligator the bear children had ever seen. Right for Becky and Nettie, the gator came, and Nettie cried. Come on, Becky, up the pole. We go and then he can't get us. Let me go first. Let me go first, cried Becky. And Nettie did, most politely. And before they knew it, those two bear children had climbed the smooth telegraph pole they never thought they could scale, and the gator could not get them. What do you think of that? Then George and the professor drove the bad alligator away, not being the least bit afraid of him or his tail either, for that matter, and the man called. You may come down now, Becky and Nettie. At last you have learned to climb a pole, though it did take the alligator to make you. You will never forget it. Come down and go to sleep, and in the morning we will travel on. So Becky and Nettie came down the pole and curled up in the soft warm leaves to sleep, glad enough that they had on thick fur coats, for the weather was very cold, and soon they were safe in Barlow land. And now, if the church steeple doesn't reach up and tickle the clouds so that they giggle and let a lot of rain fall on my umbrella, I'll tell you next about Nettie doing a trick. End of chapter 7 Recording by Maria Brenica, World Audiobook Podcast